0: Get ourselves a treat Hello, and welcome also to the premiere already. episode of the Film and Water podcast i'm your host Rob Kelly, uh, and I'm sure many of you are wondering what the hell is the film and water podcast? Well, uh this is going to be a new show that we're adding to the fire and water feed It's going to be a mini show uh each episode will probably be about ten fifteen minutes at most uh where I and hopefully uh, guests will talk about movies um. We occasionally get into the topic of film on the Fire and Water podcast proper, but it's usually you know something geek-related. And you know, I am—I uh, have always been a, a film fan, just as much as I've been a comic book fan ever since I was a kid. Some of my greatest uh, memories as a child were, were seeing movies with my dad, who took me and my sister to pretty much every cool movie of the '70s and '80s. And I have a real passion for it. It's—it's it's my work now, uh, and. Um, It's the kind of thing that I've always been interested in talking about, and we just haven't had time to really get into it on the show, uh, the main show. So I decided we're just going to do this little mini show. Um, It's not going to be replacing Fire and Water on any given week. This will just be like a bonus thing that we post every so often. Uh, Like I said, this first show is just going to be me because uh, I want everybody to hear it and kind of get them used to to what the show is going to be. But I'm hoping that as we go on – Many of you out there will want to join me to talk about some specific movie, whether it's old or new, and uh, we hope we can you know, have a lot of fun. So the first uh, movie that we're going to talk about, I don't know why I keep saying we, it's just me here, uh, but the first movie we're going to cover in this first episode is the new film out in theaters now, Ex Machina, which is uh, written and directed by Alex Garland, who, who to this point was previously a author and screenwriter. This is his first film as a director. Uh, It stars Oscar Isaac, uh, Dom hall Gleason, and uh, Alicia Vikander, playing the titular ex-Machinae. Here in the film, she's called Ava. And this was a film that I was sort of interested in, uh, but I didn't make a lot of effort to try and sort it out, find it out, find it out, find it it in theaters, uh, until my nephew Alex, who I see movies with regularly, uh, suggested that we see it, and... Well, I guess before we get to the review, let me just give you a little bit of the plot here. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything. Anytime the rules of the road will be any movie that's brand new, uh, I'm not going to do any spoilers. This is just going to be – So I want you to be able to enjoy it and not worry about anything that's going to get ruined. So this is just the plot summary from IMDb. A young programmer is selected to participate in a breakthrough experiment in artificial intelligence by evaluating the human qualities of breathtaking female AI. Uh, in this case, Oscar Isaac plays Nathan, who is the sort of Steve Jobs slash Mark Zuckerberg slash Einstein kind of mad genius who creates the AI, and he brings in a uh, an employee from his company named uh, Caleb, played by Domhnall Gleeson, and pretty much sets him up for what they call the Turing test, which is he is going to test whether this AI that he's created is truly artificial intelligence. And the... Robot in Question is named Ava, as I said, played by Alicia Vikander. And uh, that is – that's pretty much the setup for this this film. Um, Ex Machina is a sort of drama. It's definitely sci-fi, a thriller. It's got some horror in there. Um, I think, as I mentioned earlier, my nephew Alex suggested that we see it. And I'm really glad that he did suggest it. I'm really glad that we saw it because I thought Ex Machina was a really uh, superb film. Um, I was a little skeptical of it because, as I mentioned, Alex Garland, his previous films as a writer uh, were 28 Days Later, Sunshine, and Dread. Oh, and uh, Never Let Me Go as well with um, uh, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man. I've only seen 28 28 Days Later and Sunshine. And while I enjoyed both those films, I think they both suffered from the same thing, which is great first act, pretty good second act, and pretty dismal third act. And I had heard some of the same things about Ex Machina, that it's it's a you know, two-thirds a, a masterpiece and then it sort of falls apart in the final act. And I didn't know if I want to subject myself to that again, especially considering movie ticket prices. Um But I found that in this case, uh this film doesn't suffer from that. Um it's a it's a, as I mentioned, it's a thriller. Uh it's you know, it's uh it's got some elements to it that are probably a little more on the movieish side in terms of characters behaving in a way that maybe in real life they wouldn't necessarily uh, behave like, but they have to because of the film. But it's—I it, thought that was a fairly minor uh, problem as I as I watched the film. Uh, Oscar Isaac, um, who uh, I'm familiar with from *A Most Violent Year*, which was a like little scene, superb movie by J.C. Chandor, uh, and. Um, he played the Totoro in um, the Coen Brothers' Inside Llewyn Davis. Oscar Isaac as Caleb is is superb. Uh, I am just becoming a mega fan of this guy. He was also in Drive with uh, Ryan Gosling. Uh, I think he is just a superb actor, and he he's different in every movie, and he draws you in uh, in his role of Caleb. I mean, you know, something's wrong with this guy from the beginning. Obviously anybody who's holed up in in this house in the Alaskan wilderness, creating AI has already got a, a little bit of a screw loose, but he, um, he puts you sort of at ease, but then keeps you at a distance. I really thought it was a really compelling performance. And, uh, I didn't even know he was in this movie, I think, until I read about it. And it made me want to see it more because, like I said, I am just becoming a big, big fan of Oscar Isaac. I think he is a a really good actor. And uh, I am very heartened to know that he is playing a major role in the next Star Wars film. I feel like that bodes well for for that movie. Speaking of Star Wars, uh, the other cast member is, as I mentioned, Dom Hall Gleeson, who plays Caleb, who is the young programmer who gets drawn into this Crazy situation. He is also going to be in the Force Awakens, so this is kind of interesting. You got two guys from Star Wars film uh, appearing in another sci-fi film. He's very good as well. He is basically the audience's surrogate. We are following his story as he views what's going on, the the craziness of this, and uh, he's very good. He's he's very good, and also very good is uh, Alicia uh, Vikander as Ava. Um, the digital effect that they use to. You know, keep reminding you that she is, in fact, a robot is is pretty seamless. You know, it's it's completely plausible. It looks realistic, and yet she is, you know, even though you see her metal gears of her arms and her legs and her guts, she is definitely alluring. And she uses kind of this quiet, emotionless purr when she's talking. That uh, you know is is does what it's supposed to do. Is that she's supposed to draw you in? I mean, you think about the the hard job that she has in front of her in this film, and that she is a human, of course, playing a robot who is playing a human. Uh, Ava wants to be human. Ava wants to be thought of as her own person. And so even though you know she's a robot, she is desperately trying to prove to Caleb that she is an actual person. So it's kind of an amazing you know, level of a performance because you're pretending to be something who's pretending to be something else. It it must not have been an easy job. And she does a, a really, a, a really great job. Um, the film is uh, fairly small in scope. Uh, it takes place, again, no spoilers, mostly in one place. And it basically just features a small group of actors. I think the budget for this film was only around sixteen million dollars, which for a sci-fi film is, is peanuts. I think that was probably the Chewbacca budget on the Force Awakens. So, um, yeah, I, as I watched the film and I sat with Alex and we watched it, we both just—I we were very compelled by it, and I uh, was just completely wrapped up in the story. Um, and by the time, it, you know, it has a lot of—it has a lot of things to say about where we're going in terms of technology, whether you know the whole thing of uh, we can create our, our artificial intelligence, should we? Um, my answer to that would kind of be no, but you know, it's, it's a set. It's a very heady film and it's, it's kind of a, a very assured first film by Alex Garland it is sort of amazing. This is his first film as a director. It has a very Stanley Kubrickian kind of spareness to it, uh, which I enjoyed. Um, I actually think it had a little more, a little more of a of a pulse than some of Kubrick's. Maybe not a pulse. That's probably not the right word for you to use. But it's it's a little warmer than than some of Kubrick's films. But uh, it has that sort of detachment in a way where you're just sort of watching the story happen. And, and I'd never at any moment did I feel that uh, Garland didn't know where his story was going. And that's something I can't necessarily say about Sunshine or 28 Days Later. I feel like he was in full command of, uh, of this film from beginning to end. And it features um, – I, I get hung up with movies that have kind of lousy endings and movies that have really great endings like final scenes I always find really powerful. And this film has a uh, – I think a really wonderful final couple of scenes that uh, really tie it all together and it made me uh, – it left me very satisfied. So overall, um, Ex Machina, go see it if you can. I think it's already out of most theaters at this point. The the When we went to see it, uh, it was only down to two showings. So it will probably be coming to uh, – home entertainment very soon, and I would absolutely recommend that you see it. Anyone who likes sci-fi or think pieces or just movie with some really great performances, I think it's a... I was a really, really impressed by uh, Alex Garland's Ex Machina. So uh, give it a try. I highly recommend it. As I mentioned at the top of the show in terms of what Film and Water is going to be, it's just going to be, a, just I hopefully, for you to listen to, a fun discussion of me and other guests talking movies. And some movies will be uh, we'll cover some new films we'll cover some old films when something inspires me i mean you know obviously something that's uh, a major geek event like the force awakens or batman v superman Shag and i will be covering that on fire and water but for everything else we're going to kind of devote it, d- devote uh, this show to that so if you if you hear this and you uh, you know didn't turn it off at the, the 5 minute mark which i appreciate uh, and you are a movie fan like me and there's a particular film you might want to uh, come on the show and ja- gab with me about, let me know. Uh, the email address, as always, is at Uh And like I said, this is just going to be a little bonus thing that we're going to drop into the feed every so often just at random intervals. So uh, I guess that's kind of it for now. I hope you enjoyed this brief little talk about Ex Machina. And if you like it and you want to hear more – please let me know. I would appreciate it very much. And uh, I don't really have a catchphrase or a theme or anything yet, so we're flying blind here. I guess we'll just say let's uh, end the show with uh, lights, camera, action. That sounds good. Thanks, everybody. You call that directing? That is what I've been calling it for 32 years. Why, there are values and dimensions in that scene you haven't begun to hit. Perhaps they are not the values and dimensions I wish to hit. I could make this scene a climax. I could make every scene in this picture a climax. If I did, I would be a bad director. And I like to think of myself as one of the best. A picture all climaxes is like a necklace without a string. It falls apart. Look, when I want a lecture on the aesthetics of motion pictures, I'll ask for it. And it won't be on my time, and it won't be a cover-up for a shallow and inept interpretation of a great scene. To be a director, you must have imagination. Whose imagination, Mr. Shields? Yours or mine? You know what you must do, Mr. Shields, so that you'll have it exactly as you want it? You must direct this picture yourself.